according to the word. Holy Ghost, I need you so much. Let the anointing break every yoke of bondage. Let the peace of God come upon us. Give us revelation. Give us understanding. Give us the wisdom to apply it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. The title of my sermon this morning, Is There Not a Cause? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 to 7. We are in the season of really understanding the kingdom of God, what it means for you and your family and your home and your destiny and how to get your belief system right so that you begin to function with kingdom revelation and understanding. And right believing, let your neighbor know they don't know. Just let your neighbor know. Right believing leads to right living. If you get your belief system right, your life will come right. And that's uh, where religion says, first do something right, then God will do good for you. But it's not that. It's, 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 it's believing right. And so as we stepping into this December and helping people develop their belief system, um, we're going to find miracles everywhere. We're going to find them not just going to re- rehab, they're going to come out born again, anointed, victorious, overcoming, breaking through, getting water baptized, coming out of challenges. Shout yes. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, that's your family, my family, and the earth, upon them a light has shined. Isaiah, who is your silver tongue prophet, is showing you what's to come. He doesn't clearly know what it is, but he says something's coming, and he's speaking in the past tense already of a Messiah that's to come. He says, you've multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Every battle delivers a spoil. And when God brings you in onto the battlefield, it's not so much about defeating the enemy because the enemy is a defeated foe. He is, when he brings you onto the battlefield, the, the battle is fixed. He's concerned that you get the spoil. So David asked, what do I get? We're going to get into that this morning. For you've broken the yoke of his burden, that's the devil, and his wickedness, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle, and garments rolled in blood, will be used for burning and the fuel of fire. He's saying, before in verse 5, he says, what our generation has been dealing with, what your children are suffering under, the kind of pedophilia and craziness of all the challenge that's happening across the globe and they're targeting your children. I told you that years ago that the devil is keeping you busy with your assignment but his eye is on the next generation. I told you that. And now you're starting to see it's not even hidden anymore. It's blatant. 
everything they're doing, from the killing of the children to child trafficking to all kinds of craziness. This is what the devil, and he's not hiding it. I don't know if you're seeing it. It's on the adverts and you're thinking, oh, this must be some, um, you know, I, they don't really mean that. No, man. It's time that you wake up from the slumber and wipe that rubbish from your eyes. And begin to see what the enemy is doing with your children and what he's targeting. And he doesn't care the color of the skin. He's after the blood. Do you understand that Satanism? So it's not white children. It's not black children. Every child. And so he's saying to you here, go back verse 5 please. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used. It means God's looking down on the damage and all that has taken place. And that's why Jesus came. He came to save us. For this reason, First John, I think it's Third John, he says, um, Jesus help me. Holy Ghost, where are you? 1 John 3 verse 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this cause, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now I am telling you today that it is done. And this is complete. But what he is now depending upon are the sons that will pick up the cause of the kingdom. That means when he saved you and he brought you into his kingdom, it was all for a cause. You weren't just getting saved to go to heaven or to mess around, to find a job. Are you not looking at your children? Many people think that it's like, I don't know how to explain this. The Holy Ghost must help us because do you understand that you are not stupid? Do you understand that you are not a fool? That's for everybody in Africa. The design between the rich and the poor, the slavery is still taking place. If you had the right education, you should have been by now a multimillionaire changing the communities. You're going to get quiet on me. No, you've accepted the education system as saying that this is your savior when it was an inferior education. You're not going to say amen to me. You're not going to speak back to me this morning because if I take that same person and I put him in a proper education system, that person, it's just the mind that must be fixed. They marked you based upon their system to keep you in slavery. It's demonic. How do you mark a man that's got a vision? They threw me out of, I couldn't even pass their matrix system. Because how do you mark a man who's got a vision? How do you do that? How do you mark somebody with their gift? Not one of your education systems are built to take care of that. It's called slavery, church. It's slavery. They're putting you in bondage. They only give you enough to go and find a job. Not to run a company. Because we could have training on, on how gold works. You can have training on how to run a company. They know that when they give you an inferior education, even if you come top of the class, it's going to take you decades to get to a place where you can control wealth.
They know it. It's designed that way. So for this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest. So when you're dealing with the kingdom of God and you're coming to the kingdom of God, give me the five answers, please. And I want you to pay attention because some people think it was a nice course. No, (laughs) you missed it. Equip 2022 was giving you the solution to the problem. And I'm not talking about cutting the fruit off from the tree. I'm dealing with the root issue that you are facing. Let your neighbor know, I see the wisdom of God dripping all over you. I say, let them know they're so anointed. Let them know they're so gifted. Let them know, just, just pray over them and release a word of blessing over them and let them know that they're so anointed. You see, when you come into the kingdom of God, hear the five life questions. Who am I? Where am I from? Why am I here? What can I do? Where am I going? This is in Christ. When Christ comes and brings a solution to your situation, He, he gives you not He doesn't give you a makeover. He makes you over. You become a new creation in Christ. He doesn't even take your father's identity. He gives you a new identity. He doesn't even tell you, do better and work harder in the kingdom. No, he gives you a new kingdom. He doesn't even tell you to go and start a religion. He says, take the message of the kingdom. He doesn't even tell you now, go and learn better English. He says, I'll give you a new tongue. Because he makes all things new. Come on, you got to preach back to me this morning. So everything that he gives you when he brings you into the kingdom and takes you through the process, he's not cutting off fruit. He's giving you a new root. Every tree that my heavenly father has not planted, he uproots it. And some of you trying to ask God, you know, don't disturb my world. Just, you know, I just want a paint of the house and that house walls are so cracked and so useless. You are coming into 2023 and you're going to shift the house. I said someone's going to hear me this morning. In my father's house are many, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. The way God shifts you is not first in the natural. He shifts you in the spirit. Because in my father's house, are many positions of authority. When you shift spiritual address, you'll find a whole lot of things change in your natural world. Oh. The spiritual realm is the causal realm. Let's deal with cause and effect. When we deal with cause and effect. So everything that God has given you, it's a new world. He's not giving you a makeover. He's not asking me to improve my skills as a systems analyst. He pulls me out of it. He says, I'm removing the first to establish the second. I'm going to take you out from here and I'm going to put you into a brand new place. Out of religion, out of your job, out of the way you used to live, the way you used to treat your wife, the way you used to deal with money, the way you used to deal with life. I bring you out of that soil. Abraham, you've got to leave because I'm planting you different. Cause and effect. What does cause and effect mean? Cause and effect describes a relationship between actions or events in which, one at, which at least one action or event is a direct 
result of the others. You know this. Studying cause and effect relationships is the foundation of science and is one of the most common methods we use to explore the world around us. In science, we conduct experiments to discover information that we don't know. Often we only know the cause or the effect and we investigate to discover the missing piece. That's why when you come into the kingdom of God, you're either seeing the effect of Ronaldo's life, but you must study the cause. You've got to connect, the, join the dots. Tell your neighbor, join the dots. So for example, a doctor can easily tell you when you have a fever and trouble breathing. Those are the effects of something unknown, which we call the cause. This is basics, but I need to explain some things. So the do doctor's job is to use their training and knowledge to discover that cause, the illness, so it can be treated with the correct medicine. Often we don't know what the effect will be of an action. I mean, you think about, and I want you to try this this afternoon, please, at lunch, at lunch time. Go and make a sandwich. Make it out of pickles, peanut butter, and, and, and tartar sauce, and go and eat it. You know that eating the sandwich, the cause, is going to have an effect. After eating the sandwich, you'll know the effects. And it might be nausea or a little more. So when you come into the kingdom of God, I please want you now, you are, we are still dealing with the kingdom and its mystery. In the kingdom, what can I do is number four, point number four. And you're now developing an, an understanding as a son of everything and how it works in the kingdom concerning cause and effect. We've taught the church, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. This is what the majority of people come for. Please put the scripture up for me. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. People come here because of the things that must be added. But they've missed the kingdom. You're seeing the things are added. You're seeing Mauritius is added. You're seeing cars are added. You're seeing healing is added. But you, uh, one guy, when I traveled and I said, uh, flying overseas, going to have a holiday overseas, he says, he says, we're obviously praying to the wrong God. He says, I'm obviously praying to the wrong God. No, you're seeing the effect of my life. You don't know the cause I've been living for. Are you with me? Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to connect and join the dots. And many people come here because they're looking for the things they can get. And so when I started with God and I said, well, you'd let me know now, how do we go? What do we can do with the kingdom? And he says, well, let go of your job. I said, how? I'm going to help you. The Lord says, you can't help me. Seek first the kingdom of God. This is the scripture. I wanted to tear the scripture out of the Bible. Every time I'm like, I'm sick of it. How? Seek first the kingdom. That's all he gave me. What was, he, what was the invitation? Come seek. Come on a journey with me. I want to show you the kingdom and how powerful the kingdom is. So I can show you the effect of the kingdom when you get into it and the kingdom becomes your number one priority. Is everybody with me? So, 
You don't want to look anymore as a son of God right now, as a kingdom citizen. You're not looking anymore for the effects. You're looking for the cause. You're not looking for, you know, if you look at the blessing, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing is something that you don't see. And the things that everybody wants, the things that nobody sees is producing the things that everybody wants. Because when the blessing is on you, the blessing is an empowerment, but you can't see it. Physically, you can't see it. But you will see the blessings because the blessing produces blessings. Everybody can announce this morning, there's something on Ronaldo. How many believe that there's something happening with Ronaldo and his family? You're seeing the effect of the blessing. What you want to look for, that's why when I go to these meetings and I see what people have built and so on, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not impressed by your Maserati and all the stuff. I want to know how you got it. Are you a kingdom citizen? My thinking and all that is, this is the way my makeup is with God. I'm sitting in the company and I'm, I'm sitting in a, a, a cold room because it is a computer room and un, massive tape decks and, and big printers. And this is my, my first job. And I'm working through all of this here. And every now and again, I've got to sit and watch a screen. That's your job. When they're on that screen pops up, load TS0073 on tape drive number four. I get up from here. I go to go and find the tape. Oh, it's not here. It's up in the library. I go and fetch it in the library. I come down. All the process. I come in. I put it on here. And, 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 and I see this thing moving. Big tapes moving. I'm watching. This thing is done. Next message. Oh, next tape. I'm loading all these tapes. Then end of job. Now the printing starts. I release the printing. Go to my printer, fetch the printing, and here comes, and I must clean the printers and the like. And that's the job that everybody's got. So I ask the question, where does that stuff come from? I'm dealing with the effect. Who's causing this? Well, let's go and take you up here and I'll let you know that these are programmers. They know coding. And you can't have that because you're stupid. This is only for a certain group of people. So I said, well, can I study and find out how they got it? No. Every excuse. Took me years. Finally got my own programming, became systems analyst. Because I like to know what's happening. What causes it? We see the effect of it. I want to know how to sit behind there and code. So when you come into the kingdom of God, that's what excites me. It's because the spiritual realm is the causal realm. If you want to fix your life, don't work harder. Get into the spirit. Go and fast and pray and get understanding. Because the spiritual realm is where the the word that I give you is spirit and life. So you go and code in the spirit and find out what demonic stuff is sitting on your family, what is sitting on your money, and what makes people successful. Because you're studying the cause. 
So whenever you look at Jesus and you look at his life, you find out that there is a cause. So Genesis chapter 32 verse 2. There's something about understanding what brings people success. 39 verse 2. Sorry guys, that's my typo there. Please read with me. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. You become a master in what you're doing because the Lord is with you. When God begins to send you, here's your identity in Christ, here you go into the water, here's your work in the spirit, here's the kingdom, and here God's going to send you into the world. That's the puzzle for your life. Those are the questions you're asking. When God sends you into the world, Joseph, He doesn't send you by yourself. Now I'm going to let you read with me. The Lord was with Joseph, I'm dealing with kings this morning that think that they can make it out in the world without God. God's whole design is that you stay connected to His Word and to His church. And when you understand why we have the cross in the center, we don't move outside of shaping our world, trying to make another world outside of the cross and outside of the church. The church is not the kingdom. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. So as long as Ronaldo is honoring God, as long as a king is honoring God, as long as you, you, now you understand the effects are in the world, but the cause is the cause of Christ. So dominion is the effect. Fruitfulness is the cause. Greatness is the effect. Servanthood is the cause. The anointing is the effect. Time invested in his presence and prayer is the cause. Acts 4.13 Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and then they realized what produced it. They realized that they had been with Jesus. When you spend time in the presence of God and stay connected to the house of God and the people of God and the word of God, now God then guarantees your success. Because you're following after the, the way God does what he does. So James 5 and 16 says, the effectual, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's why you pray, because it affects the objects you're praying for. Your children, your family, your home, your money. And so, when you're getting into the kingdom of God, all that God has given you here is, is not dealing with fruit. It's dealing with the, with the cause. All right. Exodus chapter 3 verse 9. I'm dealing with kings this morning, that you can understand that when you come into the kingdom of God, and you make a vow and a commitment to the cause of Christ and to his kingdom, something happens to you. You don't become a nobody. God, your, your home is important. Your, your court case is important. 
Your holiday is important wherever you desire. Your, your transportation, even if you hit the pothole, it's important because God's going to fix it. Um, your peace is important. God will deal with the dogs that are barking the whole night because even the neighbors are going to shut down and sing hallelujah because when the kingdom comes into a place, all of your life, when you representing the kingdom of God, God must take care of you. Are you with me? God's going to preserve you. He's going to protect you because you are dealing with the kingdom. So here's what you need to understand about the kingdom and its cause. So um, go back to Isaiah chapter 9. Where was I? Verse 7. I'll come back to Exodus chapter 3. Verse 6, please. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, yes, the new kingdom, will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over, and over his kingdom. What's he going to do? He's going to bring order into your life and establish it with judgment and justice. I want you to see this. That the kingdom of God is dealing with every unjust system. From poverty to anything that's harassing you and your family, you need to understand that vengeance comes from God. Let's get into this this morning. So there's no earthly government that is dealing with justice. In fact, for many of them, you're dealing with an unjust system that they're perpetuating. So God is not depending upon earthly governments. He's looking for sons in the earth. The whole earth is groaning, waiting for sons to come. So whether it, be, whether it be governments, governments don't deal with the injustice. They just make a noise about certain things because they want um, the next vote. When you're dealing with the education system, they allow anybody who's going to give them money to bring stuff to your children at a really early age so that in 15 years' time, your children don't know their identity, they don't know the Bible, they don't know how to pray, they think the church is rubbish. And that's the education system. So education systems are designed to keep you in poverty. The worst place to go to and find a solution is in religion. Because religion only tells you, do good and God will do you good. Do bad and you get beat. That's all it tells you. So when you come into the kingdom of God, you need to understand, I love what Apostle Brandon Bailey said. He said, wealth transfers has nothing to do with desire but justice. Egypt was enslaved for 430 years and God sent them out with wealth. He made the enemy pay for all kinds of injustice against his people. Someone's going to get excited this morning. That was when the wealth transfer, that's when the wealth transfer took place. So many people, we speak about the, and preach about the wealth transfer, many people speak about the effect. They're looking for a wealth transfer. They're looking for money. They're looking for things. But they've not picked up the cause. You've not understood that the kingdom has come to bring justice. It comes into a home, into a family, a community, because there is no religious system, there's no government that is fighting for God. He's depending upon the church to get the right message. And when the message is right, the kingdom gets established and it brings justice. 
There is no government that can fix gender-based violence, man. You need justice. Are you hearing me? The devil will never let you go out of poverty. You need power to break from the curse of poverty. Money is not going to fix it. You need power. Why? Power has got to do it. He says, I'll give you power to get wealth because you need to know how to handle it with a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. Let's repeat it. God does not transfer wealth because you are born again, but because of injustice. And anytime you love justice, you're coming into a kingdom revelation and understanding. Now we can send you. When we send people here and say, just start a company, and they don't know why, they get lost without a cause. They let go of the reason why that God saved them, why God blessed them, why God delivered them. They, don't, they forget the reason why the blessing came. And they walk away from the church. And they walk away from the cause of Christ. Now you say, but in our Lord, why is things drying up? It will dry up. Because you've lost the kingdom cause. Why would God fund you to go and keep on going in the wrong direction? All he's doing is he wants you to be reconciled back to Christ and come back to the reason why not just you were born, but why the kingdom was established. It's because of justice. I love what Travis Green says. He says, God does not open doors for you, man. God opens doors for himself. When he went before the Lord, he said, Lord, open this door for me. Open. He says, son, I don't open doors for you. I open doors for me. Because I'm letting the kingdom move forward in that area. And if you come in with the kingdom of God, you will, it will look like it's you. But it's actually me and for my cause. Because the kingdom is forever advancing. I need somebody to jump to their feet this morning and say, Lord, for your kingdom's cause. Come on. The effects of the kingdom will be seen in our lives. But our focus cannot be the wealth transfer. But the cause of Christ. You're here to stand against any form of injustice. I don't know what you're fighting right now. Me, I just got really mad for being broke. I mean, I, I hate the stench of poverty. And like Ronaldo said, I got up from there. I said, do whatever it takes. I'm breaking from this thing. And it's going to take more than you just dropping a couple of cents in the offering. You're going to have to become serious and pick up a fight. You're going to have to pick up a fight sometime. The education system, I don't believe that the teachers could be sitting in a schooling system watching this kind of sex education coming in and you don't have a word to say. I tell you what it's going to do. They're going to tell you, get out of the education system. And that's what people are afraid of. It's the same thing happened with the jabs. You don't get to take a jab, you can't stay here. Why have we not developed our own kingdom schools? I'm going to preach right here. Tell me why we haven't started our own education systems. Anybody that's a, that, that wants to build a righteous kingdom and deal with the injustice, we should have schools everywhere. It should be in every city. It should be in every nation. It should be in every province. There should be nobody afraid. And we should supply, come on, a kingdom standard of training and development. That's the problem. Because when you speak to religious people, they think this is government's problem. The government doesn't have a solution for you. Gender-based violence. The church is silent. 
No woman should be afraid. When you get into the kingdom of God, here's what you do. We, def- we defy ungodly institutions. We defy death. You can't die before your time. You call death when you are ready. You're too quiet as a believer. Because I want you to know if you are a believer, then faith must speak. We defy poverty in this place in the name of Jesus. We defy mental illness in this place. We defy brokenness in this place. We defy an inferiority complex in this place. We defy slavery in this place. We defy every system designed to enslave the people of God. Here's your deal. Once you've been, once you got the message, received the Holy Ghost, got water baptized, and you come to the kingdom, here's the next thing for you. You must pick up a cause. That is your problem. Whether it be children, whether it be media writing books, whether it be media, media education systems, government, it's your problem. You are son of God. And you can't hang around the altar without having, taking responsibility. No son does that. You are here to pick up a problem. You were supposed to say, well, we're in a fight anyway. Why would we sit back and allow the devil to run this? He's not coming to fix it. You know, Dolly Parton, you thought she's dead. She's not. She's alive. And she's a believer. She did her Christmas carols, her Christmas show. And she stood up there and she says, I got a song. It's called To Hell with the Devil. I'm letting the devil know that he can go to hell. Our children will live and not die. She's using a gift in the kingdom of God to bring a message and let the devil know he can't have our children. Shout yes. Why would you keep quiet? Dolly Parton must sing for you too. What about you? What are you living for? Injustice. Isaiah 35 and verse 4. And that's why you preach the kingdom. You see, Cole. Because once enough courage is built on the inside of you, and I train you up how to run an organization, son. We build strategies and get the right stuff around you. I've heard about your gift. Here's your word for you, son. Say to those who are fearful-hearted. Everybody sing with me. Say with me. Be strong. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, be strong. Come on, let them know. Say, do not fear. Come on, let them strengthen them. He says, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, He will come and save you. This is a word for somebody this morning. You in a season where God's vengeance is going to manifest over South Africa. It's going to, His vengeance is going to manifest every place of injustice. We're coming with money. We're coming with education systems. We're raising doctors. We are raising, we are dealing with agriculture. We are dealing with business. But we are coming, baby. We are coming. Shout yes. Because when you came into the kingdom of God, I want to know what you're living for. You're not here to show a pretty face, man. You're not here to get dressed up and and come and show me your car. 
We've got to go beyond the things that the world brags about. You got a new car, wonderful. Enjoy. But the world will look at you and say, I got a car. And it's better than yours. And it's paid up. And there's petrol in there. The thing that the world can never get is the cause of Christ. They can never get up and say, I'm going to walk away from this job at Hollard and I'm going to pick up a kingdom cause. And if nobody's coming with me, I'm going to go by myself. But I'm going to preach this word of the kingdom and someone's going to come out of debt. Someone's going to break from bondage. Someone's going to break from poverty. Someone's going to get an education that is built on the word of God. Someone's going to go and pick up a righteous cause. There are multi-millionaires in this house. The only problem is this. It's not the fact that you're the multi-millionaire. It's the fact that you still keep looking for the effect and you haven't picked up the cause. Have you experienced injustice or unfair treatment by others? The Bible is full of examples of the vengeance of the Lord. Where God avenges His people and restores their honor and all that the devil has stolen from them. Luke 21, 20, 22. Read with me. For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled please write this down what is vengeance vengeance is not revenge vengeance is a necessity of punishing offenders proceeding from a love of justice Dr. Winston's definition I'm going to say it one more time Please write it down. What is vengeance? Vengeance is a necessity. You got to punish Pharaoh for what is done to the people. There will be a punishment over the ANC if they don't repent. You got to hear me. It's a necessity of punishing offenders proceeding from a love of justice. Because righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Psalms 89 lets you know that. So God is on a prophetic timetable. God is going somewhere. It's not about revenge. Please hear me. I don't hate anybody, but I'm telling the ANC no and every other ungodly government. You cannot keep ruling in that place and thinking that we are not going to pray and ask God to make things right. The church is a, the part of a living. Come on. We are in a kingdom. God is a loving God and God loves justice. But you cannot go keep on destroying our children and think we got nothing to say about this thing. Shout yes. So vengeance is not revenge. It is the judgment of God for those who won't let you go. So any man that is trying to keep you in bondage in any kind of form and way, any place, not only will God judge them, but God has to bring recompense for you. What is recompense? It is the compensation for what has been done to you However, you've been wronged. God's about to make them pay for what they've done to you. You better work with your apostle. Because when I come into the kingdom of God, I want you to know that the, the neighbors don't want us here. 
I want you to know that in that company, you're the one praying. They don't want you there. I want you to know that if you're the only one in the education system, it says, can we please ask a question here because this is not right. They don't want you to go against the stream. The devil hates you. He hates everything about God's creation. Are you not seeing it? Are you not seeing what the devil's doing? There is not one system that is righteous. Not one. I studied, you must go and study gold. There was a beautiful thing I studied last night. And how these guys, an independent company. Oh, let me get over this. How they gave them and said, look, give us the gold you got and we give you some notes. And you can redeem it. You know, in 1971, it all changed. That they uncoupled the, 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 the note in your hand to the gold that they've got. They just keep printing this, but they don't have enough gold. So you're playing games with your money, right? The gold is hidden. They own it. For another day. I'm speaking to the kings that believe that money is the answer. Anytime you come to the kingdom of God, remember there was a man that wanted to sleep with Abraham's wife, a king? Abraham lied. But Abraham's on a mission. And he's living for the cause. And when he gets to this, the Lord wakes this man up in a dream. He says, you don't touch this woman. Because she's here for a cause. He says, I never lied. This man told me it's his, it's his sister. The Lord said, I don't care. I'll kill you. And now go and make right. Give him an offering. You, you ain't seen God yet. You're going to start to see God, the other side of God in this next season. When God steps in on a situation and you, you're done harassing my daughter, you're done harassing my children, you're done harassing this neighborhood, you're done messing with our children, you cannot touch them anymore. There's a restraining order over your family against the devil. Shout yes. God is hoping they will turn and live according to Ezekiel 33 verse 11. Oh God, my time. So even anybody posts anything nasty about you on social media, God's going to tell them, take it off, I'll deal with you. That's where this thing's going to. So, Dr. Winsor says something very powerful about vengeance and understanding the cause of Christ. When vengeance is not preached, we end up being victims. God never sent you here to be a victim. When God puts, what God puts on you must be protected. And when God sends you, you are his asset. So I'm, during COVID, Monday, done preaching, my day off. I'm in bed, studying the word, discussing what happened the day before. We don't get out of the room. The helper's there. She works. Um, cleans up. We open up the, the back door. She works. She sweeps. Does whatever. And and and. The coffee's already brought. So we're just sitting and discussing the word. Midday. We finally get out of bed about 12.30. Out of our room. And we try and go and find the helper. And she's in the back quarters where the washing machine and you know, the laundry is. And it's a glass door. And like, what are you doing in here? 
She says, there are people in the house. Look, what do you mean? Open the door. She says, I can't. They locked me in here. I mean, who? When? How? She says, it's been an hour. They've been here. I'm like, what are you talking about? I go into the lounge. Well, Z, Pastor Z goes in there. She comes and says, Max, you need to come see what's going on here. The TV that I got is gone. Or from the wall. My bedroom over here. Here's my TV in my room. Here's the window over here. Here's the driveway. You can't come here without me seeing what's happening in my driveway. Past my garage, around the side. They came through the back. They ripped the gate off from the rail, came down. This is at midday. And I don't hear a thing and I don't see a thing. They walked around the house. Here's the window here right now with the curtain here. And it's... The time that they broke in was at midday. Midday, the sun shines brightest on that window. I can't see a thing. When we get out, the damage is an old broken TV. They've taken. And then they ran. Locked our helper in, the, in this back quarters. And that was it. That's when the Lord gave me Psalm 91. He says, even sudden death at noonday, it will not strike your family. Why? Because when you are in the kingdom of God... God's protection system, whether it be the sun, whether it be all around you, I don't know what they heard, but I can tell you I never saw them. And the reason why I never saw them is because the sun was shining on me. That was God, the son of God, who was making sure that the sun was out and it was shining on me. Because if I heard anything or saw anything, I would have gotten out of bed in my vulnerable state and I could have been killed. A thousand will fall at your side. Come on, somebody. 10,000 at your right hand. I have a word for somebody this morning. It shall not come near you this season. It will not come near you in your home. Shout yes. Anything that's harassing you. The Holy Spirit's dealing with anyone or anything standing in your way from reaching your wealthy place. That's what God is doing. That's what God is doing. Jesus help me now. Because I've got to end all of this. Okay. The Lord will help me. I'm going to break through all of this here so that we can. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus. Help Apostle Max. Oh my goodness. Jesus in the house. Where are the kings in the house, man? I need you to know this morning where your prosperity comes from. We do not have a prosperity gospel. We got the gospel of the kingdom. And when you get into the kingdom, prosperity flows. When the kingdom message is accepted, kingdom resources are released. That's the reason why you'll find Jesus, who is a king born into the environment. Here comes the wise men with gifts. Here comes the gold. Here comes the provision. Here comes the dreams for Joseph. Here comes the protection. 
Here comes the angels. Here comes vision. Don't stay here. Go into Egypt. Stay a while until Herod is dead. Why? Because the kingdom must protect you wherever you go. Are you hearing me? When the kingdom, when you come into the kingdom of God, your life changes completely because you're now living for a cause. But the cause means that God is going to use everything to protect you and your children and your money and your business and your home and your rising up and your sitting down and your going out and your coming in. The angels must preserve you and protect you. Where are the kingdom? financiers. Come on, where are you this morning? Psalms 35, please. David is crying out. Okay, let's, let's, let's understand. David who wrote the psalm, right? Listen to what he says. He says, plead my cause. He's not asking for God to deal with his enemies just based on nothing. He says, oh Lord, with those who strive with me, they're not, I'm not living as a sinner and doing my own thing and saying, well, God, fight my enemies. The Lord says, you're, then on my, you're against me. We're not on the same team. He says, plead my cause, oh Lord, for those who strive with me, fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Also draw the spear and stop those who pursue me. Because you think that we, now that you're saved and that you know, you, you're born again, went through the waters, now you don't have any trouble. David, say, David says, listen man, pursue, these people are pursuing me. They're trying to stop me from fulfilling the purpose for which I was born. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Now speak to me, God, and, 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 and give me hope and give me encouragement. He says, let those be put to shame who brought and brought to dishonor who seek my life, after my life. Let those who be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. Let them be like chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. <laughs> he says, I'm here to fulfill the cause of the, cry, of, of the kingdom. He says, when David started off, he, he, he came into the cause. He said, let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For without cause, they've hidden their net for me in a pit, which they have dug out without cause for my life. They've dug without cause my life. Let destruction come upon him unexpectedly and let his net and let his net that he has hidden catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. So David's prayer. But David's not fighting for him. He's dealing with the cause of Christ. Next verse says, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Oh, my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him. Yes, the poor and the needy from him who, who plunders him. Fierce witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. Holy Ghost, help me now. They reward me for evil, for good, for the, to, to the sorrow of my soul. Oh God, help me, Holy Ghost. Pick up verse, pick up verse uh, 27. Let them shout for joy. So David is standing between two causes. The devil pursuing him and people that are against the cause of Christ. And then there are the people that are fighting in the kingdom of God, which should be kings standing for the cause of Christ. He says, deal with my enemy and let them fall into the very pit they've created, they've dug. But let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Are you in a righteous cause? Then you should be shouting for joy this morning like David asked 
that you this morning would rejoice for anybody in a righteous cause. And let them say continually, here's your word for the month of December. The Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. God must prosper you because you're in the kingdom of God. Anytime you begin to sow and get involved in a kingdom project, anytime you begin to pray with us, anytime you begin to stand with us, anytime you begin to agree with us, anytime you begin to be a part of this, listen, every power has a people who speaks for it. Every power has a people who supports it. And every power has an opposing power. Gipay said that. You need to make up your mind there are only two kingdoms. Every time you don't, you don't sow your money and we come under attack here because you refuse to give. Whose side are you on? Oh no, no, the Lord knows I have a need. Do you really think that God said that to you or the devil? Because the devil will never tell you to sow. He'll say, you, you're going to run out. Oh no, 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 you must go to Black Friday. Now you come stand here in January and worry. January. No. You, you need to understand cause and effect. If I stick with God and I say your house is first and I'm going to honor you with my money and I'm going to put God first, then surely your house must be taken care of. The effect is in my home. I feel it in my family. I feel it when I travel. I feel it when I go on holiday. I feel it when I wear it. I feel it. The effect is on me. Why? The... The cause was Christ. And I put God first. Now all these things shall be added. Hmm. Holy Ghost, help me. My time's gone. Uh, Matthew chapter 15 verse 1. Let's go there. Mm. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Work with me, guys. Why do you disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? I don't know what traditions we're involved in. What your father told you, your mother told you, your grandfather, and and and. I don't know what tra- traditions have been passed down to you. Because religious people. And religious systems were designed to control people and make sure that they do what they need to do. That's the reason why the church we came out of, if you've missed your tithe for two months, here comes a knock on the door. The devil is a liar. You don't have to control me. I am led by the Spirit of God in my giving. The kingdom is not a place of manipulation. You are free to choose. Even if you believe outside of God and you believe whatever you want to, God is, no, it, it is, is in no competition with, with your belief system. You don't want to believe Him, He will not fight you for it. You can have it your way. And He'll love you all the way to hell if that's what you want. But the kingdom of God gives you a choice. And you can become a kingdom financier. And you can begin to become the one that says, God, I'm going to start doing business with you. I don't want to follow any tradition 
you need to know that kingdom business is big business. And when you get into the kingdom of God, we haven't even scraped the surface yet of what God wants to do. God's looking for somebody in this place that he can trust with more. But he wants you to, he wants to know if he can trust you. Genesis chapter 22. You see, I wouldn't be standing here today if somebody had paid a check for me to come and stand here. It was an offer. A good home cell leader and they said to me, you know, you're really a good pastor and you like to pray for people and they're like, we can see the call of God upon your life. Can we start a church? We are 10 families here. We'll give you a thousand rand every single month. The devil is a liar. You know where I come from? You can shove your 10,000 rand a month because my gift is not for sale. I said, I'm not moving because you said so. Because if you put me up here, you can take me down. I want you to know I'm going to trust God with everything. And there came a day when I, as a, as a king, and, and I just, I'm, I'm trying to find the will of God. I'm going like Ronaldo through the process. And I don't know how money works and how this kingdom works. And the Lord's, you know, I, I, I've been, I, I mean, I'm paying my helper money. And then I'm having to borrow money from her during the month. From my helper. No, don't look at me like that, like you never borrowed money from anybody, okay? Don't look at me. I'm like, after the third month, I said, I don't live this way. I'm going back to work. I'll go back fishing. But if your system doesn't work, I'm out of your cheers, bye-bye. I'm gone. And I'm giving you three days. I couldn't move my car anyway, so we weren't going anywhere. I pulled that car into the garage, that was it. The next stop had to be a garage, others I'd be pushing like Ronaldo did. I'm at home and I start to pray. The children can walk to school. We come back. They ask what we're eating tonight. I'm, uh, I said, well, I'm fasting. Well, but we need to eat. I'll take some empty bottles and go and change it and then buy some, some dal, some lentils and bread. Eat. Make a big pot. Stay with the Lord. I said, you tell me what we're going to do. The Lord says, I want you to stay here. I said, you need to show me. Gives me a face of a woman. He said, I've spoken to this woman. Second day goes by. I'm fasting and praying. Not because I wanted to. I had no choice. There was no food. So I'm praying and fasting. I mean, I mean, what do you do? Can't give the devil credit for nothing. Don't have food. No, no, no. I do have food. I just don't want to eat now, right now. Rebo Shakandalaba. Come on. Who's with me to this morning? You don't give the devil credit for nothing. Nothing. Let him go to hell. Fasting and praying. Give me Genesis chapter 22, please. Did I give you some scripture in Genesis chapter 22? Here's where we had a relationship and where my thing started with God. Because my issue is money and so is yours. You want to know where it comes from and how it works. And you want to develop a trust in God's system so that God can deal with whatever you're having to face with this morning. Genesis, we'll go to verse 12. Just pick up verse 1. It came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. So God called him, but the test must still take place. Whether you trust God or going back. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will tell you. Abraham rises early in the morning. You know the story, takes him up the mountain. Pick up verse 12 for me, let us end. 
And he said, so he wants to kill him. He says, do not lay your hand on the lad, nor do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Since you not withheld your son, your only son from me. In every king's life, there's got to be a test that you go through called, now I know. I stayed there for three days. On the third day, this woman pulls up. There's a, there's a hoot at the, at the gate. And she comes and she said, I need to tell you, the Lord sent me. I'm like, okay. I'm not calling nobody. I'm not going to ask anybody. If God don't move and his system don't work, I can go back to the world. She pulls up, but she's shaking like a leaf. She says, what is going on here? Because I'm on my way, a weekend away, and the Lord spoke to me early hours. And he said to me, I need to give this money to you. And I said, I'll do it on Monday when I come back. And the Lord says, you go now. You go now. She says, I don't know what is going on. Please tell me. Because I was ready to leave that day. And I was going to go back and turn back from God. And I wouldn't be standing here today. I'd be writing or developing software for another company. But I stood in that place. And I said, if you are real, then be. And if you're my God, then be. And if your system works, then show me. But don't leave me here. Don't make me look like an idiot before the world. Because you're not that kind of God. I know that you love and that you are Jehovah Jireh. You can provide. And I'm asking you today. You speak to me. Because I want to believe you. And I want to put my faith in you. But I'm really struggling. And I'm not going to live this way anymore. Borrowing money. Asking other people. You show yourself today to me. When that woman came in that place. And I took that money and I went on my knees before the Lord. I said, you are Jehovah Jireh. Don't clap. Don't clap. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Watch. Then Abraham called the name of the place. The first time you hear revelation that God's a provider was because of a man who was willing to make a sacrifice and follow God. He said, the Lord will provide. That's why you find out he is Jehovah Jireh. And every king must go through it. That you find out God for yourself. Does this thing, sowing money, offering, making offerings, putting things, does it work in the kingdom? You can't take my faith there. You have to go up there with your precious and you need to go and sacrifice it. And you need to go and find out God for yourself. Everybody speaks about, I'm the blessing. They sing songs, the blessing of Abraham. I am who, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with believing Abraham. You're looking at the effect. Abraham stood for the cause. This is what brought Jesus into the earth. Because you didn't withhold your son, I must send my son. That when anybody gets born again, we walk into the blessing of Abraham. Not you, you, you're experiencing the effect of it. You must understand the cause. 
And if you want to encounter God for yourself, then you must take your own money. And you must put God first. And you've got to stand in your garage. And you've got to go and pray for yourself. And say, God, I need you to show me who you are. He is a provider. And when God gave me that, I've never had to go and beg anybody. I've asked people, when you get involved in the project? And they said, no, no problem. Some people think that God's not going to bless us because they don't want to tithe anymore. You think that God's kingdom is going to end. This is God's reputation at stake. I'm doing it for His namesake. And God will bring money from everywhere. You'll bring, you'll bring quail. You'll, you'll fill your table. You'll bring whatever you need. But don't you ever think that you can play that game with God. You're living out of principle. And God is going to judge you out of principle. You can't break the law. The law will break you. This is the kingdom. And this thing works. And when it is done, you will not owe anybody a thank you. You will trust God and He will give you fields. And when people come in and they take my stuff and you know that one is robbed of this, the Lord says, keep your peace. Vengeance is mine. I will make them pay. And you don't have to pray for them. You don't have to curse them. But I will make it right with you. I'll now give you compensation for all you've been through. Please stand to your feet. Let me have the worship team up here. I want you to make an adjustment before the Lord this morning. Don't wait for 2023. This is the day that you're going to begin to trust God like never before. That you're going to start to put God first and His kingdom cause. When David came onto the battlefield and his brother says, what are you doing? He says, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a cause? Isn't there a kingdom cause? Isn't there a reason why we're standing here this morning? Do you not see the injustice in the world? Do you not see what governments are doing? Do you not see the poverty and the challenge our children are living under? Do you not see the destruction? Have they pacified you with a salary so you can keep quiet? The pacifier, that's what your salary is. Because you wouldn't get up and fight for what's right. Do you not see it? Or do you think someone else is going to solve the problem when it is a kingdom problem? And God's waiting for sons and daughters to honor Him and to do what's right. Justice will be served on this land. We're breaking out of poverty. I said, everybody's breaking out of poverty. You will not be found in a job. You will not be under the whip of the enemy. You are coming out of Pharaoh's system and you are coming in to learn how to, and to bring you into the kingdom so that you can function as a citizen of the kingdom of God, fighting the cause of Christ. Bringing justice into our world. If that's you this morning and you've never received Jesus, or once you did, and you are so far from God, you need to make right with the Lord this morning. And you know the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's like your heart is beating. And you know you need to make right with the Lord this morning. Lift your hand and I will pray for you.
Say, Pastor, pray for me, and I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else can I pray for this morning? Come on, lift your hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's you this morning. Can I pray for you up front? Please be bold. Come. Just come. Just come. Be bold. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. 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 We're going to live for the cause of Christ. Just come. 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 Come on. Encourage them to come. Encourage them to come. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, God has got you here for a reason. You know, there's a fight around you. Whatever you are struggling with, it's your fight to win and overcome. I don't know what you're battling with. Whatever's around you and you see it's in your family, that's your assignment. It's pointing to the reason why you were born. Pray this after me. With your eyes closed and your head bowed. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I ask you this morning, come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Wash me of my sin. I want to live for you. From this day forward, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Receive me as I receive you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. And amen. Wow. I'm so excited for you. You know, the battle is real, Emma. I want you to know that the, the victories are just as real. And ju- twice as sweet. And I want you to know today that God has got a plan for your life and for your family. Nobody should be struggling financially. We're coming after the curse of poverty. Poverty is a curse. We are coming. Father, we thank you for the grace upon this family and this precious people. That you'll strengthen them on every side. Fill them with your Holy Ghost. Give them the hope that they need. That they will always walk in the life that you have for them. I bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. To my left, to your right, please, just for two minutes. I just want your number, your name. Is that okay? I want to pray with you. This week, I want to intercede for you. I want to ask the Lord to do a work in your life. And then if you don't have a pastor, I'd like to be your pastor. And I'd like to walk with you and help you and strengthen you and see that you become all that God has created you to be. Amen? Please, to my left. Just want you to go this way. Encourage them. Amen. But don't leave. I need to have communion together. Communion, communion together. Glory be to Jesus. You got communion elements, please. Let's have communion together as a family. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I have an announcement. Did we ship this Saturday? Sunday? Saturday, Sunday. Okay, what day? Okay. So just let Brian know that Sunday is the 11th of September. Not, not Saturday or December. So next Sunday evening at 6 p.m., we're having our cattles in house. Come on, you got to join us. Come on, come on, come on. It's always special. 
Bring your family, bring your friends. They're going to get born again. We're going to bring them into the kingdom. And we're going to fill up this place and more. Amen. So that is next week. Praise the Lord. Let's have communion together as a family. You want to share? You, you need more bread. You know, you know why? There is not one place inside of you and me. Not one. That you should be grieving, being in sorrow. Jesus, not just for your physical healing, but any healing. Mentally, in your soul. Please watch the effect. The Bible says you will prosper and be in good health. There will be money in your hand and you walk in divine health. That's the effect. What's the cause? You go to the soul. And when you fix the soul of a man, you fix his money and you fix his health. That's what Jesus came for. Every area of your life that's broken, receive healing this morning. Forget not all his benefits, wheels all your diseases cleanses all your iniquities and redeems your life from destruction. Receive. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood. You've been washed in the precious blood. You were a new creation in Christ. Please hear me. You don't have everything God has got for you. We only have that which we've received. That which I have received from the Lord, that I give unto you. Receive His forgiveness. Receive no condemnation. Receive His love. Oh, how much we love you, Lord. How much we love you, Lord. Father, we just bless you for this time now. Thank you, Father God, that this is an outward expression of what you've done on the inside. That every son and daughter, every child of God is in covenant with the living God. I thank you today, Father God, even as this message has gone forth, that I now declare, Father God, that kingdom ambassadors are rising up in this hour, my God. I thank you, Father God, that the kings are picking up a kingdom course, my God. I thank you today, Father God, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is upon them. I thank you, Father God, that the wealth of the wicked is now being transferred because they have a righteous cause in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that every son and daughter will execute righteousness and justice in the earth. I thank you, Father God, that they will roar against injustices. They will roar against the children being hurt. They will roar against the words that have been spoken against us in the name of Jesus. They will roar against corruption in the name of Jesus. Come on, son and daughter of God, where are you? It is your time now to arise and to stand for what is right and to fight and I'm telling you now that you will win as you go you are going in the name of the Lord who is God Almighty he will cause you to win the battle he will cause you to have victory he will cause you to have financial prosperity because you 
have picked up a cause in the name of Jesus. I thank you today, Father God. Lift your hands right now that every son and daughter that don't know the cause right now, that Holy Spirit, you are revealing to them right now what they need to know, what they need to fight for, what they need to stand up for in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father God, I'm making a declaration that this institute, the embassy, the institute for transformation will be built and established by the sons and daughters of God who is fighting for the cause of Christ in the earth in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare right now the blessing of the Lord is upon you. He will make you rich. He will cause you to have double honor and he will make your name great in Jesus mighty name. We give you praise and glory and honor for that. Hallelujah. Everybody said amen and amen. Glory be to God. You may be seated for a minute. Let's receive an offering. I'm not going to preach beyond that. You've heard the word. And then, of course, we're going to dismiss the service. But I want to pray for everybody who's been called to be a kingdom financier. I'm raising up people. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to teach you about the cause. You'll know why you're in business. You will know why you're in call to education or media. And you're going to pick up the cause of Christ. And I want to pray for you this morning. If you believe you've been called as a kingdom financier and you're going to pick up your assignment, I want to pray for you this morning. That's for everybody. But let's receive an offering uh, right now and then we're going to pray for you. Amen. The hand of God is upon your life. We bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night. We'll have our final Wednesday night session. Saturday morning, we'll have a final session. Sunday, the cattles, and then we'll wrap up the year. Amen. But let's go rejoicing. Thank you so much. God bless you. Everybody, let's go rejoicing. Give God praise and glory and honor. Amen and amen.